Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The French Caribbean island of Martinique is a hybrid of many cultures that have influenced every area of life, including the palate. We have the French savoir-faire for cuisine uh, mixed with the general generosity of Africa and the spices of India. Once a private colonial residence, Hotel Bakwa was the first hotel on Martinique to open its doors to tourists and proudly display its traditions. We have food tradition, we have Creole tradition, we have language tradition. We will be oceanside as we tour La Capes Lagoon Resort and Spa, a five-star property that offers heavenly bliss among a fusion of Creole and Asian influences. We'll also meet a group of elementary students at Martinique Ants Cafard Slave Memorial. Habitation Clement is the mecca for rum agricole and remains the top site for rum aficionados and history enthusiasts around the world. Explore Martinique, the island where Napoleon's Empress Josephine hailed from, and its rich traditions, culture, history, and gastronomy. On World Footprints Radio with Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. tasting at the popular Habitation Clément, the Creole plantation house and former distillery that is now a historical monument. Also coming up on World Footprint, we will explore island history and commitment to tourism at Martinique's first hotel, Hotel Bacqua. We will cross the island to the Atlantic Ocean side and enjoy a tea punch at the luxurious Capas Lagoon Resort and Spa. And an elementary school teacher we met at the Anscafar Slave Memorial will share the importance of educating young students about the island's history of slavery. Imagine paradise, a banquet of color, exotic tranquility, scents and flavors that excite. Muriel Wiltord explains why Martinique is more magical beyond our imaginations and how the island with its unique history and cultural influences distinguished it from other Caribbean nations. We'll also learn that Martinique was the birthplace of Napoleon's empress, Josephine. We are here in Martinique at Le Caribe with Muriel Wiltord of the Martinique Promotion Bureau as we share with you the treasures of Martinique. Muriel, welcome to World Footprint. Thank you very much for having me. We are so happy to have met here in Martinique after meeting you in Washington at the French Embassy not so long ago. We have enjoyed ourselves from just touring the island to consuming the libations 
into uh, enjoying Barracuda for the first time. So Martinique has surprised us, but I know it doesn't surprise you. For our listeners, tell them what is special about the spirit of Martinique in your opinion. Well, in my opinion, Martinique, first of all, is a beautiful island. We've been blessed. Our nature is beautiful. The beaches, the rainforest, the green trees all over the place. And also, uh, what makes Martinique different is this strong Caribbean ADN combined with this French touch. So French touch brings also a savoir-faire in terms of food. And we like to say that we have the French savoir-faire for cuisine uh, mixed with the generosity of Africa and the spices of India. And this makes also the island different. And what I would like to add to it, because it's a pleasure of the palate, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, to it, we have also, we produce one of the best from in the world, which, you know, help to be happy. <laughs> and that is why everyone smiles. Everyone we have met on the island smiles. You you touched on the different cultures from Africa to India, and Martinique really is a, a gumbo, a cultural gumbo of uh, different uh, ethnicities. Talk about some of the, the, the influences, the different cultural influences that have made this island what it is today. Well, Martinique at the beginning was inhabited by Arawak Indians and then arrived on the island the Caribbeans. When the Caribbeans arrived in Martinique, well, they had the war with the Arawak and, you know, the, the Arawak men, hmm. well, unfortunately, uh, disappeared, but the, the Caribbeans kept the Ar Arawak women. So for a long time on this island, the girls, the ladies, were speaking a language, Arawak, and all men were speaking another language, Caraibs. Then arrived the first European settlers, and uh, no longer after, uh, of course, uh, the trade, the triangular trade started with Africa. And so the African uh, community were brought by force in Martinique and you know, we're laboring for free, of course, as we know this uh, terrible story. At the same time, uh, we have in Martinique some places where maroon settlements were made because they freed themselves and went high in the mountain, hiding, fighting, trying to, you know... Former slaves. Former slaves. Mm -hmm. uh, got their freedom, you know, by themselves. And then uh, in 1848... Slavery was abolished on the island, and now we have a mix of... And then an Indi a population coming from Indian, uh, India arrived on the island, bringing their own uh, traditions, bringing the fabric of Madras, for example, for which Martinique is very famous, but came from the city of Madras in India. Mm. They brought also their curries. That's why we have here like a special Colombo. That's mm -hmm. the name of a city in India also. Mm -hmm. Colombo chicken, Colombo goat, like curried goat, uh, similar. Ah. And so that's the mix. And also we have other population that came along the way. Uh, people from Poland and people from uh, um, uh, Vietnam also settled, but along the time and history, yes. 
And and so today the population is comprised of the majority of the population of Martinique is uh, of African descent. Mm. That's the majority of the population. What African country? What African countries at West Africa, okay. uh, Congo, and also uh, Guinea. Mm. You have places here, for example, that are named Little Guinea, but there is a reason for that. Mm. You have families here that has as a last name Family Africa. I mean, come on, it's a, a clear sign of where they're coming from. And we also retrieve names, family names, straight from Africa. And we have also uh, French, white French, I don't know if I can, that's what, yeah, uh, settlers that are still uh, on the island that arrived maybe two, three centuries ago. Mm. And uh, I was saying that we have an Asian, it's quite interesting, Asian population that is mixed with Martinican people, so they're perfectly integrated in uh, the fabric of the island. This is World Footprints Radio. I'm Ian Fitzpatrick with my wife, Tanya, and we're getting a taste of France on the Caribbean island of Martinique with Muriel Woolford. Did you know that explorer Christopher Columbus took a break from his journeys in 1502 to bask in the island's colorful flora? That landing inspired Columbus to adopt the Carib Indian's name for Martinique, the Island of Flowers. Get more facts about Martinique on our website, worldfootprints.com. One of the things that has struck me about being in Martinique, unlike some of the other Caribbean islands, and I think it's probably because of the ties to French, is that the infrastructure here is surprisingly great from the roads to the airport. I was genuinely impressed upon landing here and then driving through the country just how how modern it is, even though... It, it does have a long history, uh, and so visitors would probably be surprised that this is not like visiting some of the other islands in the Caribbean. Absolutely. You're, thank you for saying that and noticing it. Yes, we have an excellent road network, and uh, the, the hospital and medical facilities are top-notch on this island. God forbid, but if anything happened you know, in the neighboring island, hey, we, send, we Martinique, send a helicopter for the guests to be brought to Martinique and helped properly and, you know. So, yes, we have a very good uh, medical, you know, it's European standards. Now, for the visitors to here, whether they are coming from Europe or North America or South America, what would you suggest if you had to name three things, perhaps, uh, that they should see and do and experience in Martinique, what would you recommend? Well, I would recommend, okay, the South, because when you come from uh, the United States and when you come from Europe and it's winter and it's freezing cold, hey, you need a nice Caribbean <laughs> beach. And so we have one of them with Les Salines Beach, the deep south, that is absolutely, I mean, TripAdvisor named her second best beach in the Caribbean. So it's really great. And one thing also I would recommend is to rent a car because, you know, in Martinique, you can discover, it's like when you go, if you go to the south of Italy or, or France, you take a car and you go explore. And exploring the north, the lush north, I mean, we have a very exciting north uh, with uh, giant ferns and bamboo trees. And it's really magnificent. And it's worth the trip to go 
up north, visit the gardens. Martinique was nicknamed the island of flowers, so we have beautiful gardens. And another thing I would say, the third thing I would mention, would be, yes, to to tap into the culture of Martinique and meet the people of Martinique. Mm. A couple of quick questions I want to backtrack on. You mentioned some of your neighboring countries, and when, before we came to Martinique, people asked me, well, where is Martinique? They had not heard very much about it. And all I could say is it's in the Caribbean. It's a French island, French territory in the Caribbean. So for the geographically challenged, what are some of your neighboring islands? Okay, so we are located in what they call the little... Um, the lesser Antilles of the Caribbean. Mm. So we are our neighbors are Saint Lucia. We wave at lunch Saint Lucia. We wave at them. And uh, another neighbor is Dominica, the island of Dominica. So you know you have Florida. You go down, down, down. You pass uh, Jamaica. You go down. You pass uh, uh, Saint Martin. You go down. Hey, you're close to Martinique. And you had touched on slavery and the abolition of slavery. And one thing I learned from you when we first met is that Martinique actually celebrates its history, albeit a dark history. And I know you have a museum and a uh, a memorial here. Share share a little bit of those uh, attractions with us. Well, you know, we believe that, as many people, that in order to to go further, to go to our the direction that life has for Martinique, we need to know our past, and we don't want to erase it. So you, you have a lot of uh, places here that commemorate our history, our heritage. The slave memorial that we have uh, in Le Diamant, on the coast of Le Diamant, is for us to remember this ship that sank with uh, hundreds of slaves right off the coast. And uh, we have an artist here that was so moved by the, the story that he created those giant statues that are very well visited to commemorate this place. We have also a gentleman who decided, hey, we have a history of maroon slaves here on the island. I will recreate a maroon village. And he did that in uh, Trois Iles at the Slave Savannah. Mm. And so I encourage also, you know, people that have interest in the common history that we have, the history of humanity. Mm. That's part of the history of the world. Just to give our listeners a little bit of a visual about mm-hmm. the memorial, when I looked at, uh, saw the pictures of the, the Slave Memorial, they reminded me of Easter Island structures. Was that his intention? And, and I don't know the history of Easter Island, but that's what they remind me of. Many people are saying that, and you're right. You're absolutely right. And he did those colossal statues because it's a colossal history. Mm-hmm. He wanted to mark how important that was for the world because for a while it was, you know, not benign but ignored. And so he, did, he built those colossal statues, they all painted in like a ivory beige because, for example, in Congo, that color is the color of uh, mourning, of mourning. And uh, so, and you're right, it's very strong at the same time. He's saying also about the strength of this population that was taken from the coast of Africa, brought to the Americas or to the Caribbean, and then 
well, still we're here, aren't we? Yes. There is a strength somewhere that resisted. Well, Muriel, we hope that that has encouraged uh, listeners all over uh, World Footprints to come to Martinique, and we thank you so much for hosting us and uh, showing us your wonderful country and this wonderful island of Martinique. Thank you so much for being with us today on World Footprints. Thank you. It's with open arms that we will welcome you in Martinique, as you are here today, right? (laughs) (laughs) We. As Muriel said, early inhabitants of Martinique were Arawak and Carib people from South America, and these cultural influences were infused with inhabitants from India and China. To explore Martinique and its cultural diversity, or to plan your visit to the beautiful island of flowers, visit us.martinique.org. We also have a direct link on this show page on worldfootprints.com. Destination Spotlight, let's savor a taste of Martinique at Le Petit Bonhomme in Carbet with its colorful chef, Guy Ferdinand. We are here in Le Carbet in Martinique with Guy Ferdinand of Le Petit Bonhomme, a wonderful restaurant where I just enjoyed Barracuda for the first time. Guy, welcome. Tell us about this uh, wonderful establishment you have here by the ocean. Uh, yes, uh, you are in Martinique, in the beach of the Carbet, and, and we just uh, look after uh, only product of Martinique. And you have tested our tuna with sweet potato, after you have choose the barracuda with the new way of cooking, what vacuum cooking, in bath temperature about uh, 45 degrees, with uh, some uh, grapefruit, and uh, you have some, um, some banana plantain for Martinique, the best in the world, too. Oh, the sorbet was quite excellent, uh, Mr. <laughs> oh, tell me about what went into that. I tasted lime and I think strawberry or something like that. Not strawberry, it's uh, cherries. Cherries, okay. Yes, but it's local cherries. Okay. It's local cherries from here and it, it's going on just on November and December. And we wait for the, for the end of the year and we make a syrup with the cherries and we make the, the punch of Noel with the syrup. Now, how long have you been in the restaurant business here, and, and this place is thriving? We are here midweek, and it's packed. I make this job since about 20 years, and the Petit Bonhomme have 10 years this year. We are the best beach ball Caribbean this year, and we, we work all the day, every day, for us, for you, and to enjoy people. Merci bien. Oui, you welcome.
former family home built in a colonial architecture style, Hotel Bacua was the first property to offer a comfortable place for tourists to enjoy Martinique. General Manager Yves Jacquet gives us a glimpse into tourism development on the island and Hotel Bacua's commitment to authenticity and preservation. Yves, thank you so much for hosting us at Hotel Bacua here on Martinique. The hotel itself has a very interesting history. I know it used to be this beautiful grand property, used to be a family home. Give us the, the history of, of this property. Yes, because this, uh, this hotel before, it's 15, 50 years old before, it's just a, a colonial uh, home. And colonial home, it's only for uh, white people. And uh, we call that Becky in Martinique. It's a house. Uh, it's a it's a house family house of Becky. The Becky it's a white uh, people coming from France and stay in uh, Martinique for a long, long, long time. And uh, they have a property and only for uh, vacation for us. And after they decide to make the first hotel. The first hotel in Martinique is this, this, hotel. this hotel. It's the first hotel in Martinique. The plane in this uh, period coming from uh, New York and on, on the sea, on the, on the beach. Uh, Hydravion, I don't know. Uh, the runway. Runway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's for that because uh, this hotel uh, has the fabulous hotel of the Martinique. So we are old. <laughs> we must have uh, a lot of renovation before. But for the moment, we have, uh, with the employees, uh, because Mr. De La Housset, it's uh, the first proprietor, it's the first one who have this hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's a big man. <laughs> it's a big And um, the first one who makes something for the tourism in Martinique, it's Mr. De La Housset. Okay? okay, it's Mr. De La Housset. And all the people who are working here uh, know Mr. Mr. De La Housset, and he stay here uh, in, in Martinique too. He has uh, 94 years old now. Yeah. He's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. And uh, it's, um, it's, uh, sometimes he comes in, in, uh, in the hotel, and we take a drink uh, together, we speak together, mm-hmm. and it's a very, very, very natural man. <laughs> <laughs> what year actually was this hotel established? Now, this hotel have uh, Mr. Picot. He's uh, the, the property, uh, property of uh, Mr. Picot. And he have an hotel in Guadeloupe, in Guiana, mm-hmm. in French Guiana. All French departments, he have an hotel. And so that he have to, to create a group, mini group, of one hotel in all departments, French departments, in the Caribbean, in the French o- Ocean Indian, and uh, in France. I know this hotel, the original owner, when he turned the property into a hotel, mm-hmm. he imported a lot of woods to keep the ambiance authentic. Yeah, yeah because when he creates this hotel, it's a small hotel. You have uh, 15 rooms only. And after, he have a, make a lot of... Um, Make a lot of uh, room after, but for the for the ambience, he he take a lot of uh, coconut, mm. and he put it here. He have he looking for in the road some vegetable for f- 
make a big garden and uh, I think he have a lot of visionary. I don't know how you say that. <laughs> visionary. visionary. It's a visionary man and uh, it's uh, and for the moment we are go we try to we try we try to <laughs> to have this same way ways that he have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to World Footprints Radio with Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. We're talking to Hotel Bacqua Martinique's general manager, Yves Jacquet. Did you know that Napoleon's empress, Josephine, was born at La Pagerie in Martinique in 1763? We have more fun facts about Martinique on our website, worldfootprints.com. Now, Yves, this property sits across from Fort de France in kind of a unique neighborhood, Point du Bout. Please tell our listeners about the area where the hotel is. Uh, this area created by Mr. Mr. De La Houssay. All this Pont du Bout. Because all this Pont du Bout was to Mr. De La Houssay. And he created this area because after there was nothing here. Nothing. Nothing. Only uh, some beef. <laughs> some <laughs> so it used to be farmland? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, he creates that. In in Martinique we have a tradition of uh, a lot of tradition, and uh, we try to 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 take this tradition mm-hmm. and perpetuate this tradition for all people coming after, yes. for uh, our children. We have uh, food tradition, we have Creole tradition, we mm-hmm. have language tradition, mm-hmm. we have our we are French. Okay, that's that's. Uh, but before we are Martinican, we are Martinican. <laughs> it's before we are Martinican and Martinican it's a, it's a mix up of culture yes. it's a mix up of culture and we have our, uh, our dance we take that with, uh, with Tam Tam and uh, it's uh, I think the people coming in, uh, in Martinique uh, if they, they, don't, they want other, other things that uh, sea, beach and, but because a lot of islands can propose that in Martinique we have tradition. We have um, culture is very important for us in uh, in Martinique, and you have uh, Lewis. We have some. We have a lot of people coming for for, for the Christmas. We have uh, Chanté Noël in Martinique. Mm-hmm. Chanté Noël. It's um, a lot of people coming with band and singing mm-hmm. songs for uh, church, mm-hmm. and voila, and <laughs> it's very 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 nice too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There are a lot of hotels in Martinique, uh, resorts and so forth. Why does uh, this property stand out amongst the rest, in your opinion? Uh, because it's uh, the first one. <laughs> That's right, it's the first one. And I think because we have uh, a lot of people working here since 1974, 1976, and they have a tradition of culture of the guests. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's for that, because they, they are together with the hotel. It's a, it's a small hotel, mm-hmm. under 38 room, but all it's, when you are working in Bakwa Hotel, uh, you are workless that you have uh, something inside you for this hotel. Thank you so much for hosting us. This, I must say, the bed was incredibly comfortable. I slept very well, and I love the open air feel. It's very... It makes me feel like I'm in the Caribbean, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, and thank you to to come in in Martinique. We're on board the ferry to Fort-de-France, Martinique, as we've left 
Point de Boot. For more information on a Bakwa Hotel, visit hotel-bakwa.fr. That's B-A-K-O-U-A dot F-R. Or visit this show page on worldfootprints.com for a direct link. Footprints Radio with Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. Just ahead, we will visit the five-star Capas Lagoon Resort and Spa and sip some tea punch with Crystal Ursule. We'll also walk along the Ants Cafford Slave Memorial and speak to an elementary teacher who is sharing history with her second-grade class on a field trip. Then, a trip to Martinique is not complete without a rum tasting. We sip some of its legendary and award-winning rum, and we join rum and history enthusiasts during our visit to Habitation Clement. If you want more travel experiences beyond this radio show, visit our website, worldfootprints.com. Located on Martinique's east coast, the Capas Lagoon Resort and Spa is a five-star property that is tucked away in a tropical garden and lagoon that overlooks a coral reef. As Crystal Ursule tells us, the backdrop of the Atlantic's clear blue water offers a beautiful oasis away from a hectic world. Crystal, thank you. We've really enjoyed our stay at your your property, the uh, Capas. Um, Tell us a little bit about the area where Capas is, because I understand this is, on the island, considered one of the more affluent areas. Yes, so the hotel um, is in a private um, quarter called Le, Le Capeste, and uh, it's localized in the Le Francois, is um, a town in the south of the island. There's uh, local people, and... Um, um, people called Lebeke, and uh, it's people who who are um, most part of um, the economy of um, of the island. So there, there are a lot of big uh, big properties, private properties. So it's a um, secure quarter, and uh, the hotel is um, on the old private hospital. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. For convalescence, you know, to 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 keep calm and quiet, and uh, yeah. Mm. You are from Martinique. You have grown up here. How has Martinique changed over the years? Just the culture of the island, and with all of the tourism. I think the Martinican uh, has evolved in their mentalities because the tourism is a big part of our economy and now as you saw there are a lot of uh, cruise ships 
Mm. Now uh, with um, the new company, um, flight company uh, open for the English people with direct flights, um, I think we try to, to make better each year to uh, to make uh, uh, the tourism uh, the tourists uh, have more interest to, to go in Martinique mm-hmm. more with more facilities uh, there are a lot of things to, to, to see the mountain Pelay in the north uh, like uh, the two parts of the island in the north so with uh, the volcanic is you you will find beaches with dark sand in the south there are beaches with white sand, the rum, cells. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, there are a lot of markets. Uh, the, the bigger is in Fort de France to, to find spices, clubs, uh, with the local uh, tissues, the madras in red, uh, red, blue, and, and yellow. Some some tourists uh, prefer to visit local people to to be inside of of the island instead of to, tourism uh, uh, pla- places yeah to be and uh, yes that's it. No, what do you love most about your home, Martinique? Uh, the sun. <laughs> the sun, the beaches, and uh, uh, I have all my family in Martinique. So it's um, the people are most um, with each other. Mm-hmm. It's it's more um, like a yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, everybody um, can and want to help the other one. And uh, if if we don't have money, we can find vegetables. We can find uh, pigs. For for example, last last uh, Saturday, uh, it's a local tradition to to kill the the pigs for for Christmas. Mm. Yeah, and uh, so it's enjoy the the life. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us here. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. This is World Footprints Radio with Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. We just enjoyed a sip of tea punch and a tour of the luxurious Capas Lagoon Resort and Spa. But now we explore Martinique's dark history during a visit to the Anse Cafford Slave Memorial. This memorial was completed in 1998 in commemoration of the 150th anniversary of the emancipation of slaves in the French West Indies. The memorial is comprised of 28-foot-tall looming statues standing hunched over and bearing brooding expressions of loss and mourning. We met Martinique and Anne-Laurie Bibas, who led a school group to the memorial to share what it means to her and the lessons it holds. Now, you are here with a bunch of étudiants, uh, students here at the Slave Memorial, and I understand that you have uh, returned to Martinique after years in Paris. Share with our audience the importance of this place and what you are trying to teach these young people about this place and the history of Martinique? So, it's a little bit complicated for me to explain that in English, but we are in West Indies, in Martinique. We have um, a very rich history, and I think it's very important for our young children to know 
where do where do they come from they come from africa they come from europa uh, we come from china we come from india so it's a very melting pot uh, so it's always very important to teach them where do we come from and to uh, for us in West Indies it's, it's so important to, to know who we are now I understand that you lived in Paris and you have returned home how was Martinique to you today they always say that you cannot go home what has been your experience coming back after living abroad uh, um, we have a lot a lot of different problems here so I don't want um, forget them but each day it's a pleasure to wake up with the Sun wake up with the sea we change our alimentation um, we used to go to the beach during the weekend and it's not weekend it's little holidays each week we live with the nature with the elements uh, and I think that's very important for them because we was we used to live in Paris in a very a, a town with a lot of speed, a lot of um, bad weather. It's a little bit um, superficial that I say, but in reality that's so important for our goodness. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, for notre qualité de vie, quality of life, completely different. Here we have a, um, it's hospitality, smile, uh, we have a lot of problems here, economical problems, but the life is different. Okay. Merci, merci. Slaves were introduced to the French West Indies in 1636, but Victor Schuller, the French abolitionist, contributed to the end of slavery in the French colonies in 1848. Visit this show page at worldfootprints.com to learn more about Capas Lagoon Resort and Spa and the Anne Cafford Slave Memorial. Destination Spotlight, let's learn about the spirit of Martinique from Jacques Fajal of the Martinique Tourism Board as we speak to him from the Ferry Pier in Fort de France. I'm speaking with Jacques Fajal of the Martinique Tourism Board. Jacques, welcome to World Footprint. What makes Martinique so special in your opinion? Well, uh, spontaneously, I would say it's diversity, which is amazing for such a small island. 425 square miles and so many microclimates here. We have several kinds of uh, several complexions, and this is what makes Martinique unique. It, and the, this this diversity uh, is also is reflected in its cuisine, the cuisine, and also in our rhythms. We have probably because I'm a musician, and I'm very proud to say that Martinique has probably the highest number of rhythms on in the world. Mm. 
we have why is that? I don't know. It's it probably because of our syncretism, so to, so to speak, between African rhythms and uh, the different uh, uh, European satellites, so to speak. Yeah. What of Creole? The Creole. Where did cre- the word Creole come from, and who makes up the Creole culture? Uh, that's a good question. The, the, the Creole is is the outcome is the outcome of several cultures. And and it's a kind of syncretism between these cultures, uh, African, European, even Chinese, even uh, also ca- ca- Caribbeans, uh, East Indian. All right, Jacques Brazil, thank you so much for being with us today on My World Footprints. The Anne's Cafford Slave Memorial in Martinique is really powerful and moving as we learned, and the artist Laurent Valerie is making quite an impact on the island throughout the Caribbean with some of his unique sculptures. He, I know, is creating an underwater installation. I don't know where around Martinique that will be, but it's meant for scuba divers like myself and snorkelers. And he also created a really beautiful piece off of the shoreline of the Club Med Buccaneer Creek. And going beside that art installation, which sits right in the the middle of the water, is a very long, beautiful pier. And as we, you know, walked along the pier, we looked down and reflected on the the clarity, the beautiful clarity of the water. That just brought to mind and, and really refreshed my love for the water, my personal love for the water, as a time to meditate and just reflect on on life. It's just a wonderful opportunity to do that there. The historic habitation Clement, a short drive from Fort de France in Francois, tells the story of Martinique's Creoles, its agricultural and industrial heritage. As the only Creole plantation open to the public in Martinique, Habitation Clement has welcomed world leaders as it continues to preserve Martinique's exceptional role in rum-making, all of which are on display there, as Danielle Legrand shares. Danielle, welcome to World Footprints. Tell us about the history of Habitation Clement. Okay, the Habitation of Clement. Since 1887, Mr. Omer Clement died his habitation. The first name of this habitation is Habitation Acajou. After when he died, the name changed to Habitation Clément. And his child, uh, Charles Clément, gave uh, the habitation a lot of notoriety. Mm-hmm. He just um, opened the, the name in the world. He died in 1887. His child gave a notoriety of the name, mm-hmm. okay, because he traveling a lot of and and he see a lot of person because Mr. Omer Clement is was a doctor. Mm-hmm. It's the first person black person have a notoriety like that by a um, bigger part of land because that is very rare. rare. Yes. 
Okay. To see a black person yes. with um, big lungs, and because to be doctor in that time, it will be very difficult for the because it's the um, when the the slave is finished and the they started to have a liberty and it's very difficult for them to have an appreciation in the world okay mm -hmm. so it is the first black person have this notoriety and buy lands and give um slave work and something like that so after you have charles his his child i telling you he just give the the name of um the place and after that, uh, he studied in um, Paris and come back and buy here. Because the first person have, um, it was on sugar distillery before he come on rum distillery. Okay. Because of the first, like Première Guerre Mondiale. The first world war. Mm -hmm. they, they need to give rum and they just change the products to produce rum. Mm -hmm. they, they, uh, they finish with the sugar to produce rum. Mm -hmm. Okay? For the soldiers, they provided rum? Yes, for the soldiers? exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's for that they turn on the rum distillery, and after they give um, a notoriety, this place have on since 25 years, the habitation came on, turned with an to give artists and Caribbean artists a chance to for expose mm -hmm. to to be to to show what they're doing. Yeah. So all in the garden you can see now a lot of hearts and monuments they do it mm -hmm. and you have an exposition special mm -hmm. place to expose it the the art, and they just finished to do a second room for uh -huh. art exhibition. It's the name I was waiting for. Yeah. for art. When we were walking along the grounds, we noticed the art on the mm -hmm. grounds. It's like a sculpture garden, which is very unique for an old rum distillery. The conception of the, because it's the group GBH, Group Bernard Ayotte, for this year, they buy the habitation, mm -hmm. and they wanted to renovate the place because it's on traditional. It's for for us. Mm -hmm. It's part of our patrimony. Voila, mm -hmm. he he proud of our story, his yeah. story. Mm -hmm. So he he fight to rehabilitate mm -hmm. this place to have on. For everybody can see what they have, okay? Because the story is very important for us. Because you cannot see a lot of um, habitation like that, okay? So you can see the whole house. They they make the best to leave the place like the original, the first house to keep the the authenticity, yes, of the place. A fun fact, in the mid-17th century, sugarcane replaced tobacco as the main crop in Martinique. 
This is World Footprints Radio with Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, and we're exploring the historic Habitation Clément with Danielle Legrand. To continue your travels with us, visit worldfootprints.com. The story that you're most proud of, uh, there are many, many rum distilleries on uh, Martinique, lots of rum, uh, uh, but for Clément being the Habitation Clément being the first black-owned distillery is a crowning jewel for Mar- Martinique, yes? Yes, uh, it's one of the best rum in Martinique. Yes. Because um, we have a master. If you have a master, mm-hmm. he punch the rum. It's a special person for every distillery. Every distillery have a master, mm. but we have we are proud of our. So, um, and Clement try to keep the traditional system to make the rum. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's for that we we keep nice grade grade mm-hmm. grade grade. So we are we are very proud of that, and they try to keep the traditional for the um, rum stain special. Mm-hmm. We are the AOC, AOC, uh, which is oh. the distinguished appellation d'origine contrôlée. Okay, and that's a- so we cannot do. What do we what we want? We have um special reg- regulation, so we cannot do what we want. Mm-hmm. So you have a special manners to put the barrels. Mm. You have to to fill in mm. the the barrels. So they have every time they have a special and the tropical the place of the habitation. Mm-hmm. Play into the system to to have a good warm mm-hmm. everything the breathe or the so we take care of that and we wanted to have a good warm so we we not we cannot put any warm in the barrel you have a system like you can you have a years you cannot put any years you have a special hairs to put in the barrel and you have to put the same one. It's for that we have a, a quality. We want to have a quality, so it's that the quality. Mm-hmm. You cannot make what do you want. Mm-hmm. You have on on a in bonne réglementation. We have a good regulation for that. Mm-hmm. Daniel Legrand, très bien, merci à vous. I hope I will help you to have this interview. For more information on Habitation Clement, visit the show page at worldfootprints.com to find relevant links. Our water day in Martinique was uh, finished uh, at Habitation Clement, but before that, we had some very moving experiences in the water, which really shapes what this island is from Josephine's bathtub to the lunch at L.A. Oscar, where, again, we found ourselves sitting on a pier that uh, welcomed our boat and these lounges and just being able to look out into the into the ocean, into the sea, the serenity, the beautiful uh, turquoise waters of uh, Martinique. It, it is 
relaxing. It's it's tranquil. It, uh, it it's it's special and it's moving to be part of that. It reminds you of you know why Christopher Columbus back in the day, back in fifteen oh two, stopped from his journey. And many say he was on a mercenary type journey. But the beauty of the island actually stopped him in his tracks and gave him a pause to just enjoy the island and its natural beauty. And he actually adopted the nickname uh, that the uh, Carib Indians gave to Martinique, the Island of Flowers. And then we have the inspiration that the island has provided for many artists, including one of my favorite impressionist painters, Paul Gauguin, and an author, there's been a variety of authors who have uh, made Martinique their setting for, for this, their novels. There's been a few films shot on the island, again, because of its natural beauty. about Martinique, the one word that stands out is surprising. And what surprised me from the outset was arriving into this island with a beautiful airport, modern airport, and roads that were unsurpassed in in, in terms of what I've seen in any Caribbean island. So from that perspective, Martinique struck me as somewhat different than some of the other Caribbean islands that we visited. How about for you? I think if I have to describe Martinique in one word, I would say magical. It's a very magical island. And another word I would use is inspirational. And we've seen that evidence of just the inspiration that Martinique has provided for artists like Paul Gauguin, one of my favorite Impressionist artists. And he created a lot of famous works on the island. The island's also been the setting of past films. And it's easy to get lost in just the, the beauty of the island with its memorable people, the history, which is incredibly rich, and their traditions and the food. Oh, my goodness. A fusion of Asian, Indian, African food with Creole twist. That was just wonderful to me. And when we think about some of the memorable and colorful people, uh, I think about uh, Chef Guy Ferdinand as we uh, ate at his uh, beachfront restaurant there and uh, having planteur right out of the picture, uh, which was uh, very nice, and barracuda, which I'd never had before. And uh, there he is with his very colorful shirt and uh, welcoming tons of visitors there. It was very relaxing, and it really captured for me what makes this place a little different than some of the other places. You know, his beachside restaurant is very popular. I've read about it since we've returned from Martinique. Uh, his, his nickname, you know, is Chef Hot Pants, and he's the only person I know who could get away on a beach wearing pink or orange hot pants and I'm talking hot, hot, like 1960s type hot pants with a shirt and serve up just the most 
delicious food one could ever have and very interesting uh, food combinations. And, of course, you know, the, the plantour, which we've had, we had a lot of on that particular uh, beach, but he was a very uh, memorable character. And I, and I asked Muriel Wiltord if everyone is smiling because of the rum, because she actually boasted there she's very proud um, about the, the, the legendary rum on the island. And um, I think we saw a lot of uh, people in, indulging in plantour and uh, other libations made with, uh, with various rums. That's why everyone's smiling, but they're mm-hmm. just really happy. Yeah, and one of those places where we enjoyed Plantour was at Josephine's Bathtub, which mm-hmm. was just a very special uh, swimming spot uh, there in the uh, middle of the sea there that uh, attracted tons of visitors who came out by boat, and we're all having a good time. And it's one of those things that really stands out uh, uh, as one of those special moments there. Right. You know, it's hard to believe we were in the middle of the ocean on a sandbar. I mean, we were at least a mile, I'd say, close to a mile away from the shore. And luckily, the sandbar was protected by a coral reef, so we didn't have to worry about sea creatures with very sharp teeth or anything of that sort. You know, we enjoyed a cup of Plantour. In fact, I think our boat driver took a whole jug of Plantour. Uh, And we, we were able just to bask in... The, the marvel of that sandbar it was huge. And how many other boaters came up when we were out there standing in the middle of the ocean looking like movie stars? Whether it's the rum, the history of Josephine's bathtub, or even commemorating uh, the slaves as we saw at the memorial there, Martinique's a very special place. We spoke a little bit about Habitation Clément, and one of the interesting things about that historical place is that it was also the setting of a meeting between uh, France's former president, Francois Mitterrand, and President George H.W. Bush back in 1991. They were on the uh, the plantation, they were at Clement, to actually finalize plans for the ending of the Persian Gulf War. As we close, we'd like to leave you with a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Do not follow where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Thank you for joining us. We're Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick, and we look forward to sharing our next amazing journey with you on World Footprints Radio. World Footprints Radio with Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick is a production of World Footprints Media, Silver Spring, Maryland. The multi-award-winning radio show can be heard around the globe on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, and more. Visit worldfootprints.com for a complete list. World Footprints Radio is a leading voice in socially responsible travel. At worldfootprints.com, you'll find an archive of past broadcasts, travel news, reviews, and information you can use to deepen your travel experience. Listen, learn, and live it at worldfootprints.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.